is Hard Place, a novel by R.A. Jacobson. Listener discretion is advised. Contains strong language, violence, and some adult situations. Chapter 13. Jacob Gets a Visit. Jacob sat at the kitchen table, staring at his morning coffee with Billy on his mind. He was going to miss him. He could be dumber than a sack of potatoes and unpredictable as hell, as quick to fight as to smile. But Billy was family, like a little brother. Jacob had an uneasy feeling. Something big was happening he couldn't put his finger on. It was maddening. And with what Brian had said, the pieces didn't add up. He couldn't understand what Billy had been up to out back of the judge's place. Everyone knew he didn't fuck around with the judge. And why did he think things were going to change? To add to all this bullshit, the skins were back. Years ago, they'd been around for a couple of days and brought a shit ton of trouble with them. They worked for the judge, so it could only be bad news. And what it was with this dream on repeat? It was fucking unnerving. Every time he closed his eyes, there was a crowd of people staring at him. Jacob finished his coffee and headed out of the kitchen. He grabbed his granddad's axe from the back door. Behind him, the door squawked and banged shut. The slight hint of warmth the afternoon held gave Jacob no pleasure. Jacob knew his granddad's axe was not designed for chopping wood. It was an ancient, bearded axe intended for something else entirely, but he wasn't looking for efficiency. He needed to do some thinking, and the repetition of chopping wood cleared his mind and helped him focus. The axe had a subtle energy Jacob could sense, especially when he wielded it. His hired hands were working on the grain truck, the same fucking truck they'd been working on for three days. He would talk to them after, but now he would swing, chop, and think. He walked through the yard to the back of the barn where his pa had started a woodpile years ago. It had been Jacob's farm for over 30 years, but it still felt like pa's. He gripped the axe and felt it hum. He knew it had been Pa's and his grandpa's before that. When he was a kid, he had seen an old photo of a bearded man that Grandma had said was his great-grandpa holding this very axe. She had also said that the axe had a name, but Jacob couldn't remember what she'd called it. It sounded like Marcus, but with a Norwegian accent. He set a block of wood on the chopping stump. It wasn't birch, which Jacob preferred. But Dutch had come by with a load of fire-killed pine, and he would never say no to a free load of stove lengths. Jacob braced his legs. The axe handle was worn smooth by generations of men before him. An untold number of calloused hands had gripped the handle, most likely to kill. The bearded head was a dark steel gray, nearly black except for the bright, razor-sharp edge. On the side of the head were tiny markings worn almost to nothing. He hefted it over his head, grunted and swung. The axe flew through its arc, bit deep, and the wood split with a satisfying chunk. Jacob reached down and grabbed another block of wood. It began. Chunk. He placed another block of wood, stepped back and swung chunk, and another until he was in a rhythm and his mind could flow freely from what he was doing. 
He had many questions and no actual answers. What Redhead said was still a confusing mess, and he didn't yet know what she had meant. He hated to admit it, but he would have to go ask the ants to knit for him. Chunk. They were nice old ladies, but they did go on. And like Red, their answers would be as confusing as the questions. Chunk. The axe felt good in his hands. He could feel it hum, as if the men before him rejoiced in the rhythm and the rightness of the repetition. Chunk. Behind him, two police cars rolled up quietly and stopped. Four doors opened. Four cops stepped out and looked around. Behind their sunglasses, their eyes were hard. They moved, shifting their bodies as their heads swung around, eyes scanning the yard. They advanced as one, like a pack of hunting wolves. Chunk. Jacob stopped, leaned on his axe, annoyed. It was the way it was. You pays your money, and yeah, you still get hassled by the cops, Jacob thought. Hey, Jacob, getting ready for winter? The first cop called as he walked up, pulling his sunglasses off. The other three moved forward quietly, surrounding Jacob. Hey, John. No, just doing some thinning. The cops were acting odd, like they had come to arrest him. They had an intense alertness that thickened the air and made everything feel slow. Jacob glanced behind him at the cop that stood there, trying to look at ease, trying and failing. This weird shit was continuing. Jacob sighed. He knew John for some time. They had history. Mary Lou had been John's niece, and he was convinced Jacob was responsible for her death. Jacob felt a small quiver in the axe, coupled with a low, guttural sound in the back of his throat, like an echo of the vibration in his hand. An excitement crept up his arm, as if the sound grew, and from deep down within he could hear chanting, low and solid. You gonna make a run this Saturday? John asked. Yep, same as usual, Jacob said. The air was thick with tension. You hear anything about William Gibbons? A second cop asked, standing close to Jacob's right. Jacob looked at him. William who? Oh, Billy. Nah, ain't seen him since last week. What's up? Someone skinned him and his dog. What do you know about that? Skinned, you say? Don't know shit about that, and you know I don't. Hell I do! We have witnesses that saw you driving down 11 away from Billy's place. The cop's face was red with anger. John said with forced calm, We're just trying to find out what happened. He glanced at the cop behind Jacob. You talked to Billy recently? You know what he's been up to? No, ain't seen him. He's supposed to be coming by next week for a pickup. What the hell's this all about? You know me, John. We've known each other since high school. John looked away, an odd look in his eyes. That's fine, just fine. When was the last time you saw him? The red-faced cop pushed forward. Start talking. You know more about this than you're telling. What did you do with the silver? Where's the fucking silver? Jacob's only warning was a quick flick of John's eyes. The red-faced cop lunged forward, truncheon swinging at Jacob's head. Jacob snapped backward. The club brushed his beard as it missed him. He rammed the bony part of his skull into the nose of the cop behind him. 
the nose crushed with a sickeningly satisfying sound. Jacob shoved forward, his elbow scything around into the red cop's jaw. Immediately, the cop's eyes filled with water, blinding him. Jacob swung his axe from the ground upward, splitting the cop from crotch to head. He exploded like a popped balloon filled with blood, showering the woodpile with crimson. A shape of black smoke with razor teeth and blazing eyes tore upward from the flying gore and vanished. Jacob turned as another cop swung his baton at his head. He leaned to his right, and the club glanced painfully off his shoulder, spinning him. He used the momentum to continue the axe's arc and brought it down on the man's head, burying it deep into his brain. The axe barely slowed, splitting him in half. The cop slunk down, a bag of blood no longer supported. Again, the flash of black smoke with teeth and eyes. Jacob stepped to his right, turned the axe's path to the left, trailing gore, and caught the third cop on the neck, removing his head. The head popped straight up into the air, streaming blood with a surprised look on its face. Once more, the flash of smoke, teeth and eyes. The last cop recoiled, pulling away from Jacob and his axe. He slipped in the bloody mess, and the axe buried itself in the cop's chest. He exploded, blood, smoke, teeth, and eyes. It became very quiet. Jacob swayed, feeling almost drunk. The axe in his hand hummed. The song, deep inside of him, was louder and more insistent. Voices chanted, wordless and low, as power coursed through him. Every part of him tingled with raw electricity, centered on the axe. Jacob wrenched it free and looked around the red-soaked ground. Skins. All of them were skins. Their blood was strewn everywhere, across the yard, Jacob's face and clothes, and most annoyingly, his freshly chopped wood was drenched. Shit. What a fucking mess, Jacob said as he rested on the axe. Behind him, Norm, one of his hands, came running. What the hell's going on? You killed those cops! Look again. Nothing but skin bags. Put the car in the bar until dark. Then go over to Billy's old place and leave them there. Well, fuck me. Look at this shit, Jacob. In the back seat were two skin bodies. He supposed were the cops the skins had been wearing. Yeah, it's fucked up. There'll be two more in the other car. Do as I say, Norm. Make sure nobody sees you, you got that? I don't fucking know what's going on, but I'm going to find out. Tell Brandy I'm going to see the ants. Tune in next Tuesday for Chapter 14, The Guilt Was Always There. Stories from a Hard Place is a narrative podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, R.A. Jacobson presents another chapter from Hard Place, read by the author. Opening music by Noah Zachran. Production copyright by R.A. Jacobson, 2022. If you'd like to support Stories from a Hard Place, please go to patreon.com forward slash hard place. If you would like a book version, either ebook or print, you can find it anywhere books are sold, including your local library. You can find links to all these and much more at Dead Cat Studio. That's deadcatstud.io. Thanks for listening. Keep the shiny side up.